Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. I assume we're going to talk a little bit about Fargo, just a scotch. Oh, oh, yeah. Just a scotch. Oh, yeah, totally. Matter of fact, let's just knock it out now. <laughs> Fargo was amazing. Is it already it's, accessing it, the yes. cards? Oh, it's, we it, recording? we're recording. Okay. Fargo was, was awesome. Amazing. Uh, Probably, that's honestly one of the, the best drama pilots I have seen. Well, it's only a miniseries. It's not like a full pilot for a, a long-running show. I know, but, but still, it totally it was... maintains FX's high standards. Oh my god, yes, it was it was amazeballs. Uh, I... I agree. Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton are perfectly cast. I, I, I loved it. Are we sitting too far away? Should we check it? No, no, we're 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 fine. Okay. Trust me, this thing picks up. I unplugged the bubbles. Ah, gotcha. Um, no, yeah, that it was amazing. I loved it because I got to admit I wasn't really too thrilled to. to I want to really? watch. I wanted to watch it. You were not excited for Fargo. Well, actually, the first five minutes, actually, I was not impressed by what's his name's uh, accent at first. Martin but, Freeman. But because you, you only get like little glimpses of it, and it just feels like he's trying to do an impersonation, mm-hmm. and wasn't coming out well. But then after. Uh, after he actually started talking it, and it's like, oh, I cannot imagine anyone else doing it. No, he was... Like, even William H. Macy, who, like... Because this is the problem with Fargo, right? For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... William I'm, H. Macy, Francis McDormand, Steve I'm Shetty. thinking of the movie. These are legends. Right. And I'm thinking of the movie when I'm watching it, and... Right. Yeah. But it's completely different story than the movie. Oh, yes, completely. it is. By now... Our our uh, listeners will have seen the pilot. Yes. So we can spoil whatever the hell we want to spoil, right? Yeah. So. I mean the the storyline goes in a drastically different direction. Yes. I definitely feel Martin Freeman will be the hitman's partner. I'm starting to see that a little bit too. Um, or or I think what's going to happen is the police are going to get on his tail, mm-hmm. and he's going to want money for doing what he did, for helping him out. Billy Bob Thornton's going to want money. Yeah. That could be. Because no, he I is mean, a professional. Or, or it could be what you're saying is it's going to go the opposite direction where I think it's going to... I felt a connection. I felt Billy Bob really liked and respected Martin Freeman. But is it really respect? Yeah. I think he saw something in Martin Freeman that he related to and knew that he could... I don't know. Just Martin Freeman needed a little push. And he gave it to him. I mean, it's I mean, so good. I, I am si- I am fully on board for all ten episodes. I am, I am disappointed. It's only going to be one season, to be honest. Like knowing that if it goes past this, it'll have to be totally different characters is actually a disappointment to me. Yes, I agree because I I mean I just really I think it should get 
all the Emmys uh, nominated for all the Emmys. We haven't seen everything for the next year, so that I, I uh, that's we've seen most because I believe the cutoff's June and we're already in April. Oh, oh yeah. Well, so wait a minute. So will half of the season of Game of Thrones count? Yeah. Well, no. Game of Thrones will be done in June. I'm just saying we haven't seen in Mad Men. What about Mad? Men? I've seen the the premiere of Mad Men. Well, but what I'm saying is, though, is that we should. Well, Mad Men's not in the, the same category. Uh, oh, true. Batman's in the drama category. Now, even though the Emmys is bringing back the miniseries uh, TV movie category, it's only for the series. It's not for the acting. The acting still is going to be combined with the other categories. But if Martin Freeman doesn't get nominated, I, no, I, I feel would... like there'll be no, that's an injustice. That, I mean, he's really fantastic. Like, he deserves a nomination. He does. And also, I love Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones, uh, but I would give his spot to Martin Freeman at this point. Did he win already? Or no, it was a Golden Globe he won. I think he won a Golden Globe. Oh, man. See, I mean, really Game won. of Thrones is a genre TV, though, so they don't really win Emmys. Usually, but I really... Not usually, he just He needs like, to period. win, but you're right, though. Martin Freeman... He deserves a nomination. He deserves a nomination. I, I have a very hard time saying anything deserves a win, because at this point, I, I feel like we're in a golden age of television. I really do. Okay. And there are so many strong contenders. I was reading an essay this past week, and this mm-hmm. actually brings us into another series we're going to talk about anyway. Yeah. Um, about Raising Hope. Yes. And I want to I say it was Entertainment Weekly, but I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh, even though I'm doing it on public recorded so record. You can, so you can try to quote people. <laughs> don't quote me off this don't podcast. Quote, don't quote me. Even though I want to say it was Entertainment me. Weekly. Um, but it, the essay was... About how Raising Hope was a great show, but or no, it was a really good show. But that's not good enough these days because there's so many awesome shows that this author said, eh, "I love Raising Hope. It's wonderful, but it built up on my TiVo or DVR, and I deleted it because I needed space." And there's so many great shows. Mm. I, I, I agree with that to some degree. <laughs> But well, you've said this many times, and mm-hmm. I, I actually agree with this. There's so much other good stuff on that the yeah. half-hour stuff is a lot more digestible. The half-hour stuff I'm less likely to give up on because it's easier. It doesn't take up as much space. It's easy. I, I right. can. I got 20 minutes free. I'll power through an episode. Right. You know. And like raising hope for me, like and really like like think maybe was it two episodes before the the, the last two weeks of episodes. Mm-hmm. I did delete the like I, I watched like maybe five minutes of it and it was one of the things where something. Oh, distracted you didn't watch me, every episode. And then I, I deleted it. Yeah. Oh, I marathoned. I still had not watched the like Thanksgiving episode. Oh, I watched that. Yeah. No, I had not watched that the week before the finale, and I marathoned it through. I, I mean, here's the thing. I watched I every that. episode of Raising Hope. I every love, episode. I love that show dearly, and um, oh wait a minute, I think I. I only deleted, like, one or two episodes. It wasn't, like, you know, the entire run. It was just, like... Do you know which episodes you deleted? Like, what happened in the first five minutes? No. Bird and... Bird, it's, it was always the dang Bird and Virginia. Jimmy and Sabrina were Bird It was the Bird and Virginia show, but they were awesome. The end. Oh, no, of course. And I, and Martha I, Plumpton and Garrett Dillahunt are going to bounce right back. Garrett Dillahunt's already bounced back. He's already in another show. No, right. And, and Martha Plumpton is now available to guest star on The Good Wife. A lot. To her heart's content. And so is Michael J. Fox. Well, Michael J. Fox is doing at least four episodes this spring. Well, and I know. So is Matthew Perry? Uh, I didn't hear four for him, but I know he's coming back. 
Well, he's doing episodes. Okay. Well, Michael J. Fox should be signed full-time for next season on The Good Life. He should. He should. You know what? I, I wonder if that's another reason. Well, Josh Charles wanted to leave the show. Right. But I wonder if that's... Well, Michael J. Fox, even though he's replacing Josh Charles in the firm, mm-hmm. um, from oh. what the preview said, he's taking. He's going to be the new partner. Uh, in all the interviews with the creators... They all kept mentioning the prosecutor of the case where Will died as Will's replacement, and he is officially a main character for the rest of this season. Mm. And he was a brand new character they introduced to the episode before Will was killed, but he is now a main character. But anyway, um, Fargo is going to have to compete with True Detective for the Emmys, though, and that might kill it unless I, they enter I, as a comedy. I heard no. I heard that they're uh, inputting True, True Detective as a series. Uh, as a right, but in the acting categories, I mean. Oh, an acting category, yeah, yeah. True Detective should be in the miniseries because it's a standalone eight episodes. Season two will be different cast, different characters. They think they can. I think I read somewhere where HBO wants to lock it not for like, more prestigious awards. Yes, yeah, so they're. I mean, to... I I do think Matthew McConaughey has an excellent shot at best actor this year. Even with it being the first half of John Hamm's final season of Mad Men. He'll, he'll, still get, he'll still be eligible for the Emmys again next year, because they'll still have the second half. But I think Matthew McConaughey is the frontrunner to beat at the Emmys for Best Male in a Drama right now. I, I wonder if anyone years ago sat there to themselves and <laughs> I go, would think Matthew McConaughey would win a Drama Award? It's like, uh, uh, William H. Macy, uh, Paul Giamatti, you're, you're, you're well known as character, well prestigious Well, William H. Macy... Is competing in the comedy category. Did you hear this? For Shameless? Yeah, they're switching Shameless to comedy this year. Instead of drama. Now, granted, Shameless is a dramedy. It's very... It's Just like all the shows on Showtime and HBO, they really blur the lines between drama and comedy. But I feel like this season, more than any other, was more dramatic. There were a lot more emotional arcs. William H. Macy's character... I was convinced they were killing him off this season. Like, he was on death's door, his liver had failed, and then he, like, went to this illegal op surgeon to get a new liver, and they took his kidney instead of giving him a new liver, and he was, like, done. And then because they stole his kidney, he was in such critical condition that the hospital gave him the liver anyway without insurance. And survived it. And the last scene, the last scene of Shameless this season, is William H. Macy... He has his son wheel him out in a wheelchair to the, like, bay in Chicago. And he stands up and he curses out God and then defiantly drinks alcohol again. So William H. Macy, I can't imagine Shameless is going to end without him being dead. But he survived this season. But that arc is, was a very dramatic arc. And he's now going to be entered in the comedy category. And same thing with Emmy Rossum on that show. Because those are the two... Performers in that show that are really in contention for awards. Yeah. William H. Macy and Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum had a very dramatic arc where she was actually like in a real good job with a real good boyfriend, and then she screwed it all up and ended up in jail for a period, and her brother, siblings had to step in and take care of the family without her. And she kind of went off the deep end, and yet she's going to be entered in the comedy category as well. I don't know. It just feels a little weird to me. I mean, Shameless had a really great season. I love Shameless. Maybe that's true. And, and I love the twist at the end that Jimmy Steve, whether he's Jimmy or Steve, you know, that's been debated, but he, the main love interest for Mirazum, basically at the end of last season, he was on a boat with a gun at his head, 
The screen went black. We heard a gunshot. Everybody assumed he was dead. The creator said publicly in interviews they intended that he was dead. But the whole last year, there was all the speculation of what happened to him because we never saw his body or saw him got shot in the head. So the creators were like, eh, if fans want him back, we'll bring him back. So the credits started rolling after the Louis H.M.A.C. scene, and then we see him in a car sitting outside the Gallagher house, and he's alive. That was the big twist. Wow. If you hadn't heard. I know that's not a show you follow, but no, he was no. a main character follow, for the first few I seasons. I follow the news. Uh, I know you follow the news, you just don't watch the show. No, right, but I, I don't even remember that being like a big source of anything. They, I just no. heard, the, I, the general vibe on Twitter was, mm-hmm. Shameless had a pretty pretty good finale. It was a lot better than I was expecting. That it was, was a great finale. This was, Steppenwall and I would argue that this is the best season of Shameless so far. The one that just ended. Wow. I really, really liked, I mean, I've liked the show forever, but I really liked the season. Because it got darker, it got more dramatic, and the status quo of Fiona taking care of the family was completely ditched, and it was all shaken up. But see, if William H. Macy still, like, would, you know, say he fought really hard to share time to get him put him in the normal category. And, in like, drama, you mean? In drama, and, like, but yeah, but, but Bill, you, you know, you're a wonderful actor, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna fight the Southern Dynamo that is Matthew McConaughey. And I'm yeah. sure there's a part of him who's like, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Who am I up against? Well, to be fair, all as right, as dark right, as, right. as dark as Frank's arc was, William H Macy still played every scene for comedy. Well, yeah, he uh, really did. I mean, he is kind of comic but relief. Mr. For the Macy show. deserves better than to go up against the Southern Dynamo. I don't know why I'm calling that. And, and Steve Carell and Alec Baldwin are not eligible this year, so William H. Macy might have a shot. That, yeah. I assume that's the thinking of moving him over to comedy. Yeah, and there's no more Hugh Laurie. He wasn't heard. comedy anyway. He was always drama. Yeah, no, I know, but still. Okay. In case Fox ever decided to do a, a showtime. I, I cannot predict at this point who's going to be nominated because there's so many strong contenders. But I'm going to be really pissed if they snub Tatiana Manslani again, even though I have yet to see the Orphan Black premiere, which is next week. They probably will. I hate to say that. Because last year... you brought the I, Last year, because like it's a genre show, yeah. and it's on. It's a little-known, little-watched series on BBC America, but last year there were two glaring snubs at the Emmys, and it was her and Corey Stoll for House of Cards. And both of them should have been... Corey was uh, the guy who got killed, right? Yes. Yeah. Russo. Russo. He was pretty good. Actually, he we finished House of Cards last week too. By the way, oh yeah. How, how did you like the? How you? Like oh it? my god, the end. And he wrapping the ring, but I gear. I I am almost positive after watching that that it's three seasons and out. Yeah, I think so too. Even though, or if uh, not, it's gonna be four seasons and out. But no, I, th- I think it's three. Well, the British the way it, the British model because it did. Yeah, Brit- with, Britain. Britain did three House of Cards okay, miniseries, yeah. basically like four hours each. And it's taken us through two of them already. Right. So I think it's so we have one more left. Um, and the, the other reason I think this is it is Frank has now reached the pinnacle of where he can be. So from here he can only go down. There's no other up for him. There's no other height he can hit. Right. So I so I feel like this will be about taking him down. Okay. So, a but while, awesome show. A awesome while show. ago, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I did it on the show, but I think I in per, private I asked you is like, have you seen how, how far are you in House of Cards? Mm. And my question was, did you get to that scene? That it's it's not it doesn't bother me, but it just felt a little weird because you're thinking it's going one direction, mm-hmm. and it still goes in that. Which direction. scene are you talking about? I'm talking about with the with with the guard again. Get the threesome. Oh, the threesome. 
Right. The bisexual threesome. The bisexual threesome. Because, like, look, because the way that whole, the way it's been going up for uh-huh. a while is that either he's into Frank or he's into her. Right. And it goes both ways. And you're right. thinking, well, oh, it's going to happen with her. Right. And that makes sense because of everything that was happening. And then last minute, like, Kevin Spacey just walks into frame and just holds up his yeah. hand. And I'm going like... Did that surprise you that that happened? Well... Uh, okay, because I, we had not seen any hint of Frank being in the men up until this no, point. No, I, I, I thought it was it was either going to go he was going to get with Kevin mm-hmm. or he was going to get with the wife Robin or Robin. I didn't think it was going to be both Frank Claire, or Claire. Frank or Claire. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be both at the same time or both in general. I thought it was uh, like one or the other. One or the other. Because you could tell he was sort of like... Oh, I never... It never entered my mind that he'd get with Frank until that scene. Well, maybe not get with Frank. He would make he would maybe make an advance or do something towards Frank because... Because mm. just how he walks in on... His part was so small. Like, they made a deal of him being, like, a character that was continuing through season two. And he had so little to do in season two. Well, which he, makes me think he's going to be part of the downfall in season he, three. Here's the thing, though. He actually was, though. He just didn't have a lot... It didn't feel like he had a lot to do. But if you really think about it... He's in the background of almost every scene. He's he has a lot little of moments scenes, peppered in. Very few, though. I, I feel like but the reason. Mattered. I they feel mattered. like the reason for him is he'll be part of the downfall. I feel oh, like I, the, I agree. Yeah. I feel like the hacker is going to get the reporter out of jail. Oh yeah. If we're lucky, they'll get Constance Zimmer back because I love her and it made me so mad she disappeared early in the season. The other reporter. Oh yeah. Um, and they'll get they'll find they'll track down the prostitute Rachel, and that's how it's all going to happen. I really, I was shocked that they killed off Doug Stamper. Yeah, that was a, that was that did was not shocking. see that coming. I figured they would kill off Kate Mara, but I thought they'd wait till the end of the season. It surprised me they killed her off in the premiere. Yeah, did you like the fu? Yeah, I thought that was on the um, cufflinks. Yeah, yes, I thought that was Frank Underwood. No, well, I understand that, but it right. was also for like an fu to the audience, which I, I understand loved that, it, which, which I love that. <laughs> but I love that his initials worked with that. No, right, exactly. Yeah. So, like, because as I'm watching, I'm like, Frank Underwood. Oh, man, he's, like, saying, like, they're, like, they're all, like, fuck oh, yeah. you. I love it. I loved it. Loved it. Um, but, no, but House I House of Cards was, was excellent. It was. It was. Um, what, we'll did you get the movies a, for last. But okay, what, did what you else? get a chance, since we're talking about internet stuff? I did not, because you I... You did not get a chance to watch Deadpool. No, okay. No, because I was going to watch I figured, that, yeah. right. I figured. The plan was, for those listening, and mm-hmm. it was, we were going to record this tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, granted, it doesn't really matter when you hear this, but in terms of studio production-wise, mm-hmm. we were going to record this tomorrow when we're recording it right now. And the only thing that that really affects is, is you didn't get a chance to check out that beat. But I actually did add it to my Hulu queue. Okay. Um, Hulu, Hulu so you plus. saw who started it. Yeah, Tyler Labine. Who I'm, was awesome. What's the fucking... Okay, so what's it about? Okay. <laughs> it's about a dead okay, when I tell ghost. you When I tell you the concept, you're going to roll your eyes, so just stick with me for a second. Um, oh, wait a minute. Look, look, I'm, I'm ready. They're, okay. they're posed again. Tyler Levine sees dead people. He's a lazy slacker. He, I, I know you guys can't see Nick, I'm but he is dra- over-dramatically rolling his eyes. Every with thing. every sentence I say. Yes, with every phrase so like, I He's say. like Tyler Levine. I'm like... Roll his eyes. He sees dead people. Roll the eyes. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. But before we go further, I just, yeah. I'm going to now inhibit the character. Mm-hmm. and say, I'm, the, I'm the long-lost brother of the bad guy. Uh, Tex Richmond from the Muppets, but instead of maniacal laugh, I'm going to say, "I roll, <laughs> I roll." So, so Tyler Labine, I roll, is a deadbeat, I roll, lazy slacker that sees. I roll. <laughs> it's Ghost Whisper, but more crass and funny. I roll, but I'm done with that. But yes. and this is what I pointed out in my review, and actually the creators, uh, 
emailed me. They found the first people to ever use the contact me form on my website. It's probably a bad thing that I'm saying they're the only people that have ever used the yeah, contact that's so me form. Cool. Hey, but I actually was like, he appreciates you. I was like, whoa! I got a, a message on my contact me form. What the fuck's going on? And it was the creators of Debbie, and they're like, can you please remove this one spoiler because we want to promote your article and we want that to be a surprise to people if they hadn't seen the first episode yet. Oh, wow. Which, I thought it was something you could see coming from a mile away, but I was happy to comply because I want people to watch the show and whatever they want to... Whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And I thought it was a lot better than the sum of its parts because uh, you're a fan of Labine, aren't you? Reaper and stuff? Yeah, well, well, I mean... I mean, he's done some shitty shows like Sons of Tucson and Animal Practice. I think he is sort of... But Reaper he was great in. Oh, Reaper was fantastic. Matter of fact... uh, Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He was great in. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my problem... Here's the only problem with animal practice, and we said this before, mm-hmm. and I'll just get it out there, is that he should have been the lead character, because yeah. he's actually good at playing the crass... Yeah. Good guy, but good bad guy, or mm-hmm. bad good guy, you know, where you want to root for him, but he's an asshole. The problem was, is that I think they looked at him and goes, no, you either play the schlub, gotcha. or yeah. you're not... And then You're they, probably right, and then they got Justin Kirk. And so now, guess yeah. He's playing the schlub. Right. And that's fine. He's well, really good but at here's it. the thing with Deadbeat. First of all, it's a very small cast, mm-hmm. which I think benefits it because it gives more time for Levine. And second of all, watching the pilot, you can view it on one level that it's a lazy slacker that oh, sure. just sees ghosts because so he helps them because he has nothing better to do or whatever. Oh yeah. But well, the level I read into it, and I think it's in the subtext. I haven't watched more than the first episode, which I feel bad about because they released the whole series this week. So I, oh I, wow, first ten episodes uh, all at once, kind of like Netflix. Yeah, good for you. Um, and I'm really excited to see the other nine episodes. But uh, they, the thing that's in the subtext is that Tyler Labine is not a lazy slacker. He's just so bothered by his experiences and what he sees, that this is the only way he can cope with life, is by drinking and avoiding people. And when you get into that, you start to see the pathos that he's playing and the layers and the subtleties. Sure. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. It could just be a dumb comedy. Uh, Without having seen those other episodes, it's hard for me to say, but I feel like there was definitely a lot more there in the pilot, and it could just be the performance. Well, again, I'm going off of not even seeing the trailer Mm -hmm. for it, which is surprising for me, but I literally have only seen the ads if you go to a website where it just shows him the ghost balloon. And he just looks like a slack, right. schlubby, tired well, and, character. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a judgment off an ad. And I am going to go ahead and spoil the, the twist in the premiere because so at this up. point, by the time you hear this, it's been posted like a week and a half. Sure, sure. So apologies to the creators if they don't want me to spoil Or this, check out the show notes. Check out the show first the, and then Or no, and then check out our show notes and skip to the next topic. Okay. Um, but... In the first episode, Tyler Bean goes to this couple's house that there's a ghost in the attic. And he goes up there, and it's a guy and a wife beater who's like, I died in the war, and I died a virgin, and it's been like a huge regret of mine. My unfinished business is I always want to have sex with this woman I loved. And Tyler Bean's like, well, I'll let you possess me, and you can have sex with her. You know, whatever. So he goes and tracks down the woman. The guy died in World War II. (laughs) The woman is now a senior citizen. And she's up for it. Tyler Bean's like, that's what magic mushrooms are for. It takes a bunch of mushrooms. He's like, it helps lower my barriers so I can be possessed easier. The guy in possesses him and he has sex with him. And Tyler Bean's just like, well, I'm going to... I'm going to do it. And then the possession ends and the woman's like, you want to go again? And Tyler Bean's like, I'm not him anymore. And she's like, that's okay. And he's like, no. <laughs> but it's like, there's that... 
And that's kind of goofy, but it's this thing that he really, I feel like it's not just him wanting to get laid, it was him really trying to do a good thing and help this person. Oh, no, sure. And uh, Kat Dealey, I don't know if she's going to be a main character or not, she was really funny. I think she's one of those from, So You Think You Can Dance, maybe? or I've seen her something else, though. I don't know. She's not much a... She's more a host than actress okay. in the past. Yeah, yeah, But she plays this fake psychic who claims to talk to dead people. And Tyler Levine, like, lusts after her and then accidentally kind of exposes that she's lying. And she gets really pissed. Just in front of a small group of fans, not, like, to the world. But the way they, they treated it after that is Tyler didn't seek to... Go expose her. He didn't like run to the news and say she's a oh, liar. Yeah, it was just he just was like, "Oh, he was really disappointed that she wasn't authentic, and she was really mean and wanted revenge that he would dare contradict her." But it's interesting to me. And Tyler Labine's character's only friend is his drug dealer, which is very sad and pathetic. And so there's yeah. you get the layers of the character. I really really liked it. Man, well, I, I do want to see it. It's, I, I, I did add it to my queue. Uh, and I'm sorry I spoiled the twist for you, but I guarantee oh, you, being like me, that has watched as much TV as you have, the second you see that ghost, you're going to go, oh, he died like a long time ago. Oh, the no. woman's going to be old. Well, you just know it's coming. The other thing was, uh, uh, I read when I looked into it this morning before mm-hmm. I came here, I did look into the plot and, uh-huh. and just the general plot, because I can't watch shows where I was at when I was looking it up, and... They just said a guy who sees dead people finally stops slacking off and starts mm-hmm. helping the ghosts achieve whether they're whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, but it the feels, twist was more yeah. that he. They were probably talking about was the yeah. twist was that he was from World War Two. Yeah, no, they didn't want uh, me to reveal that. Yeah, it yeah. was a senior citizen he ended up with, which I saw coming from a mile away. Well, no, yeah, but that didn't ruin my enjoyment of the show. I still because the whole thing. Hinges on Tyler Labine's performance. Yeah. Because it's such a small cast, and it's such a concentrated premise. Yeah. Uh, and he knocked it out of the park. What? Knocked it out. For I see I a, him in a lot of things. Because you are saying the punchline of the, the joke. Well, right. And, but, and the joke. Right, right. So, Grant, you and I will get that. Right, but and, not everybody will. And also, it might take away from the enjoyment of That's true. seeing the joke. That's even though, true. Because even though, like, you watch, we watch stuff enough all the time mm-hmm. that you go, oh, that's funny. Matter of fact... Fargo. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Uh, when time you see this, hopefully you've seen it. If not, spoiler. In Fargo, the the chief starts off. It's right. a dude, which is different from the movie Fargo because it's you know, a woman, Francis pregnant McDormand. woman. Yeah, it's a pregnant woman. It's a Marge. dude, and I called off. And I was like, he's gonna die. Well, and once we had that scene where he was talking to the lady cop yeah, about how she was gonna be chief, secure. I was like, you are right. It is. He's gonna die. And now it's I, just because we watched a lot of shit, right? Well, that's exactly. Californication. Good example. Yeah. Watched the premiere today. Yeah. And I really wanted to just marathon the whole season. I really did. Yeah. But it's called LeVon. Early in the episode, this kid named LeVon shows up, says he wants to interview David Duchovny's character, Hank, for his college newspaper. Starts asking him all these personal questions that don't have anything to do with the college newspaper. And immediately, my brain's going, he's your damn son, fool. He's your damn son. Yeah. But they wait until the very end of the half hour, and then he's like... David Duchovny's like, what? Did I fuck your girlfriend or something? And he's like, no, you fucked my mom. And Hank's like, well, when did I do that? He's like, about nine months before I was born. And I was like, okay, saw it coming from six miles away. But, again, another example of where the performance and song choice not oh. made it okay. Because as David Duchovny's sitting there with a signature sneer, pulling out a cigarette, like, shit, I don't want to deal with this. 
Let my love open the door. And it just, that song sold the scene for me so that I forgave it for being predictable. Man. I mean, I love Californication, and I love that the final season, because this has been announced as the final season. Yeah. Definitely is going to be David Duchovny's character maturing for the first time. Because he's realized, he's burned every bridge he can possibly burn, and he's realized that what's most important to him is Karen. And the only way to get Karen back is to grow up. And so now he's going to go work for Michael Imperioli's, Imperioli's new character. Ooh. And he it's a TV show, which Hank has always looked down his nose at TV. It's funny because he, he wrote a book in the show, and then they wanted to do a movie version of the book, and he's like, well, that's shit. And he looks down his nose at film. And then he ended up working for a Broadway production, and now it's TV. And so he keeps going lower on, the, on his version of the totem pole. And his agent's even like, you've burned every bridge. Nobody wants you for anything. But it's a TV version of a movie that he already screwed up, so it never got released. They're now selling it as a pilot, and he's coming in to write the TV. Ah. So it, I love how Californication all brings it back around. But I, I do think The Sun's cool because it gives him another motivation besides making it all about Karen. He's going to start really looking in the mirror and being intrinsically motivated. Well, okay, we're going back a bit because yeah. we've been jumping all over. But um, Raising Hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sorry. Did you, okay, I'm going to bring something up to Ken Levine. Uh-huh. He's the guy who wrote for Cheers, MASH. Okay. And he's done t- uh, tons of other stuff. Uh, Simply, per- or Simply Perfect. or Anyway, uh, he's a well-known television writer. And I mm-hmm. saw his post about it, and it brings up a good point. I know you didn't watch Everybody Loves Raymond, but... I, I've seen did you watch all but like two seasons. Yes. Okay. I've seen okay. almost every episode so, of that show. I really need to sit down and watch the, the final two seasons on DVD, but I've still seen like the last like six episodes of there. Because he mentioned, he talks about this, and that is... Yeah, I, did, raising, I was disappointed by that finale. But Raising Hope? Uh, or both. Because I wanted something special. You did. Because I did. He, he talks about, he goes... Because the question... Hey, damn lawnmower. The, I know, right? Actually, it's a motorcycle, but the, you get the inside joke. It's an inside joke. Uh, uh, the... the he, the point, the question that he gets asked was because mm-hmm. he does questions every Friday. So last Friday he was asked, "With Raising Hope ending, mm-hmm. were, did you watch it and were you disappointed?" Because, and also with a show like Modern Family, how would you want it to end? Would they reveal the camera crew kind of like they did on The Office, office. or just for a second? <laughs> See, I wanted or The Office to do more of that. I really did. Or would you do mm-hmm. what Raymond and uh, uh, Hey Raising Hope did, which is it's just really another episode? And and he goes, honestly, if I had my druthers, I would have it in like every other episode, unless I have a planned ending. Mm-hmm. If I don't have a planned ending, a real planned ending, then yeah, you do another episode because you you want it to show that you know what these characters will live on forever. And that that that. To be fair, a drama would never do a typical episode. A comedy can get away with it because they don't have as much stake in the growth. But see, Raising Hope has allowed a dynamic change. Raising Hope has had movement in the growth. I, I sort of wish they did more and with so the I dad wish they had a little more. bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Jeffrey Tambor? Yeah. See, it left me going, okay, were they planning to like they have were. him in a bigger arc next season? They were. And make him part of the show? They were add, actually, I'm part of the, out of the cast. Which it would kind of actually be a problem because his Amazon pilot got picked up transparent. Well, that was the whole thing, though. They were going to have him be part of the cast and have it be where um, he's raising Virginia mm-hmm. 
Um, right. And then I think that would have been a good oh, shakeup of the dynamic. It, it would have been, but too. he wouldn't have now been in two shows, and that would probably be difficult. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but but that was the general plan. But if not, though, they knew that was going to be the end, and it's just like, well, I mean, it was a goodish ending. The only thing that made it that actually made it actually mm-hmm. really good was Kenny Loggins. That's the, the only thing that made it special. Call, yeah, the callback. Yeah. The episode before, I actually liked better. I because did. it had a strong Virginia Burt plot. And that could have been a finale had they tweaked it and made it mean a little bit more. Yeah, they could have. That Burt was looking for his passion and discovered it was the lawn service all along. Well, or, I really or, liked or that. it could have been, okay, not to get overtly cheesy here. Right. But, or it could have been his family. Yeah. Raising hope. Raising That's true. hope. Raising, you know, Jimmy That's and da, da, da. And I, you know, I, yeah. But you're right. That that could have been the finale. It, it, was, a, it was funny, too. I, I liked the penultimate episode better, because not only was it more typical, but it really said something about the characters. Whereas the second episode was more situation-based, about dealing with this one situation, rather than... The, the episode, the week before the episode, too, was also a nice little twist, character- because... Yeah. It, it wrapped up uh, uh, the character from uh, Yes, Dear. Mm-hmm. It killed Mike O'Malley's character off. Yeah. And that was a twist. They didn't bring the actress back who played his wife in Yes, Dear. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a little That was kind of a fun little uh, episode, though. Well, because that was... A th- I, didn't, I didn't know that in- Garcia had anything to do with Yes, Dear. I didn't either. Well, th- those I were- never watched Yes, Dear, to be honest. I, I would watch it like if there was nothing else on. It's not a... I'm sorry, it's not a great show. But those yeah. the, the characters who found the tape, those are literally the same right. characters. And that oh, was they're the same characters? Yes. Not just the actors. Yes. Oh. That's why it was a little bit more disheartening when he, when the wife doesn't show up in the episode. See, I didn't realize it was even the same wife because I never watched so the show. So it was also No, yeah, I, it was it was a nod to both of them. They both so they recast the wife? I don't know if it was a scheduling thing or what. It's the same it, character. There was a wife. No, it was okay. the same character, but it was different a different actress. actress. I don't know why. Can I just say real quick, and this is a side thing, but it's about Mike O'Malley. Yeah. Is he came on Glee again this week. Hadn't been on Glee in a while. Yeah. And killed it. Killed it. I, I love they, this character from Glee. I well, just they, the they did a weird thing. You know how like they did the school shooting thing last year that seemed completely out of tone? Yeah. But they did kind of a weird thing this week where the episode opened with one of my favorite Broadway songs. It was kind of a Sondheim tribute episode because like four of the six songs were Sondheim. But they did um, No One Is Alone from Into the Woods. Yeah. And it was Rachel, Blaine, Kurt, and Sam going to a, a, like a candlelight vigil for a gay man that had been beaten up. And they were talking about how, with the more widespread acceptance of gay marriage and stuff, uh, hate crimes have actually been on the rise in New York City, which is not someplace you'd expect them to be on the rise, because that seems like a place of tolerance and everybody's welcome. But it's true that hate crimes have been on the rise there. And so they're at that vigil, and later in the episode, they do this thing with Rachel where she tells Kurt never take risks, and then she thinks what happens is all her fault, which is stupid, because she's just too self-absorbed because Kurt's actions have nothing to do with her but anyway right after that fight he's walking and he sees another gay man being beat up in the alley and he runs and interferes with the two guys beating him up and the other victim takes off doesn't stop to see if Kurt's okay and because that victim takes off the two beat the shit out of Kurt knock him in the head with a brick and start kicking, kicking the crap out of him and so he's in the hospital and 
you know, it's all his friends come to visit him, and that's sweet enough, but Mike O'Malley shows up. And his first, his character's first emotion is anger that Kirk got involved. But then you get the grief, you get the layers of, I can't protect you anymore because you're my son, but now you're a grown-up man. You get the pride that see, you did the right thing. I know. You get the pride that you did the right thing, but I don't want you to do it again. And he's like, don't do that again unless I'm there beside you to help you beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And it was a really full circle thing. And at the end of the scene, Kirk goes... You know you raised me right. I'm now like you. I stand up for what I believe in, and I stand up for people. And I'm just like, oh, God, it was such a good sequence. Well, two weeks ago, they ditched Ohio. The last two weeks have been just New York, and it's been a market improvement. Uh, well, I, I'm still not going to watch the show, but that... Yeah. That, that... But, my, yeah, anyway, Mike O'Malley right. just conveyed all of the complex emotions, because there are very complex emotions in that scene. You know... The pride, the anger, the grief, if, if, and he did it, just did it so well. If, if, if better people were involved with that show, Mike O'Malley would have been a main cast member. He was least, a main cast member for one season. Well, he would have been... And he was in, like, half the episodes that season, but he was, in a, he was a main character for well, one year. I know. We would have fixed that. I know. Um, I don't know. I just—it's a crime because that—that that actually, that show actually made me realize he could act well. Well, the Burt Kurt, yeah, the Burt Kurt relationship is one of my favorite parts of that show. Yeah, remember, I mean the part with this—the um, episode where he was dying. You remember? And Kurt came to hospital. No, that's and actually one of the time I, I, I was starting to stop watching it. But that was only the few reasons why I was that was amazing. The show. Right? Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to bring up that Mike O'Malley did an awesome job in Glee this week. What else did we see? We we're going to talk about were Fargo besides um, movies, TV wise. Right. We... Uh, well, HBO and oh, Showtime. Oh, Silicon Valley. Let's, well, well, let's do Showtime first. Okay. The only other thing that. left, I think, on Showtime is Nurse Jackie. It's... What, what about House of Lies? Uh, I am still behind. I did not okay, finish okay, it like I did Shame... so, Shameless. I wanted to. You did not mention that that is true when we. When well, we were I'm about marathoning that. so many things, and right now, okay. because it's we're okay. recording late, I haven't finished Being Human yet, which I'd intended to do, okay. which I had seriously on sci fi. Okay. And I ranked that higher than okay. uh, House of Lies. Shameless, I'd already been watching mostly week okay. to week. Well, also, also, Nurse Jackie. So, Nurse Jackie comes back tomorrow, which by the time you hear this is probably like five days ago. Yeah. But um, she's a drug addict again. And it's Peter Facinelli's last season, and it seems like they're going to give him a really good arc. And they've brought in Julie White from Go On yeah. as as her new sponsor in AA, so she's in a support group again. Nice. Um, and I love Julie White. I feel like she's going to be the, Jackie's new best friend, because the other best friend is not on the show anymore. She right. moved back to Britain in real life and on the show. Um so I love Julie White, and I think she's going to be a major part of the season. And I love Nurse Jackie. I mean, I didn't feel that strong urge to marathon the whole season like I did Californication. Sure. But it still felt like a welcome return to a, a beloved series. That's good. Okay, now, so Silicon Valley I did watch. What did you think? I, it wasn't when I thought that was hilarious to me except for like one or two parts. Right. But I enjoyed it a great deal. I thought it was it's excellent. very Mike Juddy. Yeah, Mike Judgey, and and that's not a bad thing at all. Matter of no. fact, it's Office Space Mike Judge. Yes, it's one I've missed because he does schmaltz really well mm-hmm. to the point where it's not layered to like King of the Hill. There are times where it gets, there's a nice emotional one too, but it doesn't feel like you're you. It's like you really sometimes can't see it's coming, even though mm-hmm. after you watch enough King of the Hill, you know it will be that. I never watched King of the Hill. It, it there it was a good show. I mean, I didn't watch it consistently, but it had enough you know enough emotional layers to it. Real quick note about animated series: Do you see FXX has bought The Simpsons for reruns, and to kick off, they're going to do twelve straight days of every Simpsons episode ever in order of air date. 
in August. Can they do that? They can. They're gonna. I I don't know if they'll do like the most recent season, but they're starting season one and they're gonna do every episode in order. It's pretty impressive. Well, I never watched Simpsons really until about seven eight years ago, and when I started, I marathoned. But I used to record all the reruns at six and six thirty because I didn't watch a lot of. So you're excited now because you're gonna watch all of them. I'm not, but I want to. Because I'm, there's no way I'm gonna have time. Don't. There's no way I'm gonna have time. Good, because it's just not worth it anymore. Do you don't think I should marathon the first few seasons? Oh, you didn't think the first few seasons? How were... about how about you just borrow them from me on DVD? I won't have time to watch them. Well, then where are you gonna have time to watch them now? Because if they were on my TiVo, then I'd be like, oh, I have to watch them to make space. But I probably won't. won't re- if I, anything, I might sorry. record the first like ten episodes because I, I don't think I've ever like, seen like the early. Even when Futurama was at it wor- was at its worst, mm-hmm. uh, or depending on your thoughts, the past few seasons, which when they got yep. brought back, yeah, I. I it's still like a thousand million years of that no literally better than <laughs> the Simpsons and even mm-hmm. like like they would maybe have one good moment in an entire season it's yeah. usually the Treehouse of Horror yeah okay and or maybe I could just record all the Treehouse of Horror episodes no that's okay the Treehouse no, I don't of Horror that I, if I was gonna record all the episodes of a certain thing I'd record all the Sideshow Bob episodes those are the best those are even you know someone said that the other day that the one where he, uh such so as Bob's wife shows up, and I'm like, well, why? When you would say that to me, I'd go, wait, he got married. Well, he left the country because yeah. he's a criminal. I remember that. No, right, and they do a big. Uh, what's the what's in the Italy. opera? Was it in Italy? Was the, yeah, but then they find him in Italy. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, he, it's almost like chocolate a little bit, where he's the mayor of the town. He has a lovely wife, a lovely kid, and uh, and. By them coming to town, it messes up everything. Mm. And uh, and Sasha Bob tries again, tries to be, mm-hmm. look, I'm straight and narrow, da da da. But uh, they link something that he has nothing to do with, at least for, this is from my memory. Right. And of course, he gets in trouble with the law. I so think I remember that. The, yeah. yeah. And they do this, I use Kelsey Grammer's beautiful operatic voice, and it's amazing. But those usually are the best episodes. And actually, the best episode, in my opinion, is with Kelsey Grammer, which is. Uh, they do. Brother from another series. Well, no, that's my second favorite. Oh, okay, it's. Uh, it's I know the, I've seen that one. No, yeah, I love that. It's like, uh, what, what's the one? I'm gonna do the one thing my brother never did. What's that, Cecil? Kill Bart Simpson. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce. But no, uh, it's the one where uh, they're making fun of Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, first off, the, my favorite thing is he gets out of jail and there's. Uh, he goes, uh, sir. The defense would like to pull in your tattoo. Um, yes, uh, could you read that to the audience? He goes, or, or, sir, can you read it, what his tattoo says? And it says, die, Bart, die. He goes, is that what it says? Yes or no? He's like, no, actually it says, D, Bart, D. It's German for, uh, live, Bart, live, or something like that. Yeah. Or the Bart, the. The Bart, the. Yeah, and so that was funny. And then also, when he writes a letter to Bart, he writes it in blood. And so Snake, who I don't think was really established well at that point, that was one of the first major scenes he was in, he's like, He's like, I will kill you, Bart Simpson. And he was running with his own blood. And so finally he's like, Ugh. he passes off the blood loss. And so Snake is just like, get a pen, Sancho, Bob. <laughs> so that was all right. Anyway, well, anyway, Silicon Valley. Yes, Silicon Valley is amazing. Excellent. 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 Yeah. I mean, I love Kumail Nanjani. Big fan yeah, of the guy. The Johnny. guy who was the boss. He usually does uh, Christopher Guest movies. Yes. In fact, he was the fr- guy who gets killed at the beginning of Fire or Serenity, the movie Serenity. Yes. He's the, yeah, he's a good actor. I really like him. Yeah. He plays the Google slash Microsoft right. guru. My favorite part and the thing is, is that when I wa- I'm not going to say where I work. And Zach Woods is but, his assistant from but, the office. Right, and where I work 
um, the bit where he goes, uh, "We're sorry, he's in a meeting with his spiritual advisor, uh-huh. and he's like, he's just literally people watching, and that's all his thing." He's just like, "You ever notice how they travel in packs? Packs of five. Packs of five. There's always like the the bearded one and the token Indian one, and I loved that. That was no, right. hilarious. The thing is, is that as I was watch, walking down at work the other day." We're talking, and all of a sudden I go, shh, 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 like that, and I just watch, and there's literally the same thing. Packs of five? There's packs of five. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, like, oh my god, there's the uh, Indian, the fat Matt Ross, guy. right? Plays the boss? Uh, yeah, I think that's his name, yeah. He was on uh, Big Love too. I think. Yes, well. he was, yes, he yeah. was. He played the preacher, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a, so I just, I, that was my. He was like the main preacher's son. Yeah, yeah. On the, on that the was the first, I think, time I actually like laughed out really hard because everything else I was like, "Oh, that's funny. Oh, Aww. that's funny." See, oh, I that's really funny. liked it. No, no. I here's the thing. I like it, and if I watch a few more times, I'll probably start and quoting it. Martin Starr wasn't was in it. I love Martin Starr. Yeah. I don't really know the main guy and Big Head like from anything. Oh, TJ. No, not TJ Miller. I know TJ Miller. Yeah. But no, the guy they called Big Head. Oh, who was okay. his best friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know I the don't main guy. That. I don't know Big Head, but I love T.J. Miller, who's playing the leader of the house. But and I, I love Martin Starr and Kumail. Nothing and Zach wrong Woods. with this. T.J. Miller let himself go a little bit because I remember like two years ago he was I, on. Okay, on are, a, are they are they just dressing him up? I think they're dressing him to it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Because I remember because two years ago he did Yogi Bear and uh, like another movie too. Yeah. Well, and he did was, that, like rather. He fan. did that awesome show with Bo Bridges and Becky Newton and uh, Scott Foley uh, last year. I can't remember what it was called now. The siblings. Their dads died. The Goodwin Games. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I think they're just... I think that's part of the part. Okay, okay. Because I'm watching, I'm going like, man, he has let him. I really, really, really liked the show, though. I, I did, too. Yeah. I, I really liked it, too. And it actually sets up an interesting mm-hmm. quandary, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, really, I really enjoyed it, and I like that because... If anything, you're thinking, well, it'll be either light on laughs and yeah. heavy on plot, or it'll be heavy on heavy on laughs balance. or vice versa. Yeah. And it actually was a nice, bur- and there's nothing wrong with it being funny ho ho. That's actually, if I think mm-hmm. sometimes funny ho ho is better because you think about it a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then you just go, oh man, that's just really funny. It makes me wonder though if Kamel's going to have a reduced role in Franklin and Bash this summer. I don't think so. And the you reason think they because they're both cable, they've just filmed both different cable, times. And, yeah, they film different times, and also I think both shows would be willing to work with the, each other. And the the um, black girl, Franklin and Bash, who's yeah. their assistant, was on Glee this week as one of Mercedes' backup singers. So I wondered if she was going to do an arc on Glee. Moving on. Okay. Sorry. Well, I, I saying, really like that actress, by the way. It's just... Dana said, Davis. Then you said Mercedes, backup singer. Well, because Mercedes is went. back on the show now. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway. I apologize. No, it's I, uh, fine. You, you and know, she's back with Sam. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, just stop. Who thinks you're the just, facts of life is about a bunch of lesbians? You're, you're really pissing me off. <laughs> I, mean, I really fucking hate that show now so I'm much. I'm sorry. You know, but anyway, you know, Silicon Valley. There's so much and good I've been looking forward to Frank Lidabash going I like back. how you just keep going over that. Because I, I, I was like, there's so now. much good in that show and they just, just spoiled all no, of it. No, it's better now that they get you know to Ohio. Every time I think of that show, uh, well, I don't, that's fine, but... Ever since like season two or and a half, middle of season two, I feel like Jack in Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's like spoils all, <laughs> spoiled all. I thought season two was the best season. Season one was eh. No, well, either way. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I yeah. Uh, staying that? on premium cable, oh. Game of Thrones came oh, back. Oh my god. And I feel like God. I feel like the worst. Uh, we there's always people at work talking about Game of Thrones, and I always have to like. 
bite my tongue not to tell them what's going to happen because we t- we all watch Walking Dead too. Yeah. But in that, they want to hear what happened in the comics because it's different, and they want to see what yeah, direction the books, it goes. Though, in. Are not that different in Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones, they follow it pretty damn close. Yes. And so nobody wants to know what's going to happen at Joffrey's wedding and oh. which like four major characters are going to die in the next few weeks. And I don't want to spoil it for them because I want them to be surprised. Yeah, me too. But it's like, and we're not going to say on the podcast who's going to die because uh, the, our listeners it's right. probably haven't heard. That's correct. But In fact, they probably didn't know someone was going to die. Okay, it's Game of Thrones. Somebody's going to die. That's true. People are going to get their I dicks thought, cut off. Maybe their 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 testicles. I thought the first tread. episode back was very good at bringing us back up to speed on where most of the people were. And I liked how it focused on the on on, on the Lannisters a little bit more. Yeah, sort of I love the Lannister because, characters. Well, I, well, I love Jamie and Cersei and Tyrion are both are all three amazing performers who I love to see. I, I will say though, because this is the thing, is that the, mm-hmm. all of last season, even at the end, we didn't really get to see the Lannisters sort of relish in their victory. And, and this, this gave them time. This to gave them all. The, you you see how they're how they're for now. their victory for now. Well, no, for now. Well, in terms of because it's Stark's not going to last. But spoiler yeah. alert: last season, Rob Stark died. But, That's not a spoiler. It was last well, season. I know. But um, but Stark's death, mm. you know, they didn't really show how. But some people at work were like, "This not really anything big happened in this episode," and I said, "Well." This episode caught you back up with everyone. Actually, I disagree with that. I disagree. No, not with you. Nothing huge happened. I know. Well, I think it. No, I think it did. I think it's just planting the seeds for. for Well, no, I think this season or this episode was more about catching us up, introducing us to the new characters, setting the stage, and this season overall. Listening to the showrunners talk about it and having read the books myself, this is going to be the most intense season ever. So it was kind of nice. To have a calm beginning, you don't before all shit goes. You, you don't before really, everything goes to hell. You don't really feel though that like they were saying major seeds for stuff that's to no, come. no. They didn't. They didn't make it seem like the calm before the storm, but it's exactly what it is. No, right. But I mean, I would consider that to be some major stuff. I know people might not. Okay, it's like the finale of Walking Dead, which I, we haven't talked about either. Oh, that was so it was good. so good. But here's oh, the thing: a lot Walking of people, Dead is officially my favorite show on television. A lot. I'm, I'm Game of Thrones and Walking Dead are actually Walking tied. Dead beats it for me for right now. And as as a television reviewer, it's very very hard to pick a favorite. Every time people pin me down and want me to tell them yeah, what the best show, show on, yeah. I'm always like, well, what do you like? I'll tell you something that goes with what you like. But there's so there's such a huge spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say this is my favorite. But Walking Dead is my favorite. But currently you know, a lot show. of people got mad at the end of that episode because they don't Why? feel anything happened. And I disagree with that. I think well, it's first like, of all, it was a huge cliffhanger, no which way. the show's never really done before. Right, it's true. Second of well, all, they did, they did, but they didn't. They blew up no, the CDC, but yeah, they but didn't then know what they, they all was. were traveling. There was never a time where it left us with all of the major characters in peril like this one did. But I did not feel like they were in peril. I felt like the people in that community are in peril, and they're all going to die because. Rick in that episode finally became the Rick we've all been waiting for, yeah. the hero who can be the leader. And what? And he was attacked early in the episode, and he ripped the guy's throat out with his teeth. Yeah. And that, so we know what ass. he can do without weapons and at gunpoint. And so he's locked in the derail car at the end of the episode. 
Yeah. And he's like, they messed with the wrong group. And I, I loved in Talking Dead where yes. Andrew Lincoln was like, I really want to say they fucked with the wrong group. And I'm like, you know what? AMC is not beholden to the FCC. They do it by or choice. Can, I mean, I don't... They do it by choice. And I think in that instance... I don't like that they would bleep it out, but they could still bleep it out. They could still bleep it out. I think in that instance, they should let the F-bomb slip through, whether it was beeped or not, either way. But when Andrew Lincoln says that, I'm thinking, he doesn't need weapons. And now he has all his friends with him. Oh, yeah. All of those motherfuckers are going to die. Oh, yeah. Andrew Lincoln's character, this the, he has them exactly where they, he wants them. It doesn't matter that he's locked up. They're all dead. But I, I, think, but I think people... Which I loved. It was so good. But, but I remember reading responses on Twitter, and, mm-hmm. and they, it, it pissed me off because I was like, nothing happened in it. Nothing happened in it. What? And there was a lot happened. And no, I I agree with that. I think a lot of things happened, and that ties into that ties into the Game of Thrones thing, because I think the same thing happened, which is I think uh, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, now, see, I disagree there. I think a lot happened in the Walking Dead finale. I don't think a lot happened in Game of Thrones, but I'm not complaining about it. Now, see, I I don't know. I, I still disagree with that because it I feel like up, it was very. It, it reintroduces yeah. some points, but it further hammers. So, like, if you as a television viewer, I know mm. the books paint a different picture, and I know yeah. what sort of happens in the books, but. I'm not going to really say what it exactly is, but from what we've seen so far, right. for example, Tyrion and his wife, his first Sansa. wife, Sansa, oh. or not Sansa's Sansa, not his no, first the wife, the whore, or third, the, second wife. Well, okay. The hooker Tyrion's wife. been married twice. The first wife we've never seen on screen. This happened a long time ago when he was like 18 The girl that he intended, no, then he sort of married he her. He never married no Shay. Shay, okay. No, he never married Shay. He was just committed to Shay. Okay, so Shay. No, there was a hooker that he married. Which, there's more to that backstory that's going to come out in the immediate aftermath of Joffrey's wedding if the show follows right. the book. Right, they probably will. Which they probably will. Okay, so, so, so Shay, the way season two ended was that, look, look, you married Sansa, I know you say you don't want anything mm-hmm. to do with her, so I'm, gonna, I, I'm hopeful that we can make this work, even though I'm still sort of acting bitchy about it. I never got that she gave him any hope. I only not, got not really that hope, she but like, bitchy. She, that, th- let me put it this way, it wasn't like a 100% turn heel, it was mm-hmm. like... I'm almost about ready to just drop your ass. And this season, I think... It was they, more... It, they officially just sowed more. the seeds more that... Well, because you, of what's going to happen with Shay coming up... I know. I which know. I'm not going to say. Right, but that's but what I'm saying. They're setting that up. I, I think do think they're, they're, the book's going to make an important change with Shay, though. Uh, and I'm just, This is kind of spoiler. This is a prediction, I guess. Okay. In the books, mm-hmm. Cersei thinks she's caught Tyrion's prostitute lever... And whips and beats this poor girl basically to death. And then Shay has a different ending later after that. I think in the show, Cersei's going to find out about Shay because that seemed to happen this week. And I think Cersei's going to kill Shay in the show. Fascinating. Which makes sense because the way Shay dies in the book, I don't think fits with what we've seen on screen. I don't think it's been set up appropriately to go that far. I, I don't know, man. But I do think he, the other death that happens at the same time see, as Shay. We, we gotta stop. We gotta stop at this because this is really. I'm. I'm gonna I'm spoil not gonna, how it happens in the book. No, don't spoil it. That's I'm what I'm just saying. saying I disagree the with other you. thing that happens at the same time, I think the show is setting up. But I don't think Shay's finale in the books is being set up on screen. Honor. Okay. No, I think they're gonna switch it so that Cersei kills her. Okay. And that's just a prediction. It's not a spoiler because I'm just guessing that this is a change. But to me, what okay. happened in the premiere set up Cersei to kill her. Well, I, they, I also think they set up... Okay, well, if they follow the book, I think they... 
I still think they set up well because the other person involved with Shay's fate. Yeah. It's heavily tied with that. I think that because that was really the thing that sets him over. The you edge. think so? Oh, that's how. That's yeah. How, I guess you're right. That does contribute to the death. Right. Okay. So let's just stop there because okay, we're, we're, we're on a line. You're right. Okay. There's a so contributing let, factor. I was dismissing. Let, the, but I'm saying we're on a fine line of saying who right. is, So let's move on from okay. that. So Jamie Lannister. We love Game of Thrones. <laughs> we love Game of Thrones. But Jamie Lannister, I think, is another example where okay. Yeah. Now uh, he when he gets back, he's so he regained his honor mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And as of the end of last season, but this season because he's back with his family, you can see he's starting to waver again until. Uh, uh, I don't. To Brienne well, sets him right. Yes. See, I think Brienne's influence on Jamie's already firmly established within him. Oh, true. And well, but you can tell this he's is all, trying this to... is a minor spoiler. But my, uh, uh, we were talking on um, my, the other podcast I contribute to, Let's Talk TV, this week. Yeah, with that somebody was like, Barbara was like, I really love the Jamie Brienne scenes, and I have too. But they're not going to do share scenes for very much longer at all. They're going to yes. have different paths. Yeah, exactly. And I think. That it's good, and we saw this week that Brienne, what the change Brienne has caused in Jamie, has already firmly taken root in him, oh, and he's going to yes. be able to keep up that change with well, her. Well, add on top of that mm-hmm. the scene where he gets with Cersei, yeah, and where and he Cersei tries just kisses just, him, right? And it's not even just a cold like, look, you were. It's not just a oh, you were cold, you were yeah. gone. And I missed you. It was like, you know what? I don't really care about you. Sort no, of. And, and you failed just, me and, and because you, you didn't me. come home sooner, right? And Jamie's like, I tried. And she's like, I don't give a right. shit. And no excuses. Like, she didn't treat him like a human being. No. And it's that point where... Because the way... Okay, at least yeah. the way the show presents it mm-hmm. um, is that Jamie was a man... like Kind of like Ned Stark. I really think he was a, like a man like Ned Stark, which is he was very honorable. He put his king... Uh, you know, he honored his king until he started to see... The, like he said with Brienne, that he saw that the, the people... Mm-hmm. The I loved the people. that he had that scene where he talked but about that. But when he did that... Yeah. Then the family got involved, right? And then he started to serve, and, the his, family, reputation and his reputation was ruined, ruined because. And so he became right. he became the part, he, right? And so I think he's trying to separated from that. He came back to his true self, right? And I think here I because agree. he's back with the family, he's yeah. back in the part, but he's wavering back and forth. And then the scene with Joffrey, yeah, and the scene with Cersei, and then you have Brienne tying him back down. Yeah. I think that sets up Jamie's path, yeah. So as I'm saying, I think I don't, there are a lot yeah, of big seeds here. I don't know that I would have ever said he wavered back on that path, well, but the the promise that he might have was dealt with for sure. No, right. Well, the, the thing where Brian sort of calls him on his right. shit, he goes, "I thought you were going to do this." And he goes, right. "Well, uh, yeah. okay, all right." Like you could tell, yeah. like he's trying to he's trying to be like himself about like trying to be ha ha ha. But you could tell there's a part where of him where he mm-hmm. really just doesn't. He might not do it. And then she goes, "You promise?" He goes, "You're right." And there's still two more I, books that haven't been published. True. But the last we've seen, and I guess this is a spoiler, yeah. but not a major one. The last we've seen of those two characters is they are reunited, Jamie and Brienne. And I think their destinies are intertwined. I, I really think do. They do too. And I and I, I find it after absolutely... spending several books apart, they get back together in a totally Right. We won't talk about yeah, why, yeah. but you know I, I, mean? I really but I love Jamie. It's not something I think there's a lot of good seeds planned. I just don't I think love nothing Jamie. happened. Other than shoving the kid out of the tower also, in the first beginning, true, which sucked and is very hard to excuse. He killed his own, have, cu- his own family member, didn't he, to escape? 
Yeah, but it wasn't anybody that was close to him. But sure. other, <laughs> other... Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, cousin, hey, cousin. It was a bad... Come over dude. here. Yeah, you're a fucker. Okay, fucking I guess you. that's kind of fair. You know what, it's like... But I was going to say, other than shoving the kid out of the tower, the rest of the series, we've seen him build himself back up. But you're right, the betraying the cousin was kind of dirty, she, too. No, but what I'm saying is, like, you... I, I really, Oh, no, I'm yeah. good. I, I really just feel that, like, to just pass the episode off as just saying that nothing happened in it. I mean, even though there was, there was character stuff, I just think, like, they really did set a lot of stuff up. No, I I mean, nothing action or plot story big happened, but character stuff happened. But don't you think character that stuff happened. Game of Thrones is based around the idea that all the plot stuff happens because of the character stuff? Yeah, but... With that show, because the characters are all very unique. What do you think of the new characters, before we move on, though? Because I want to uh, address that. The- Oberon and his, and his uh, lover... Who are they again? I'm sorry. Uh, whose whose story do they interact with? My brain is completely dying. As you Oberon's the Prince of Dorne, and he showed up with I want to say oh, it was Illyria. Oh, yeah, his sister. Not right. his sister. It's his lover. Oh, that Tyrion had to play. You know, has, go uh, host to. Yes. I I thought he was interesting. Very interesting. Yes. And that's the reason why they've recast the mountain for the fourth time. Was for his story. Fourth actor playing the Hound's brother, the Mountain. They just keep recasting him. Is that who that was? No, no, no. Oberon's beef is with the Mountain. Oh, The Mountain is who killed his sister and the kids and stuff. I gotcha, okay. But he believes that the Mountain was acting under direct orders from Tyrion. Or not Tyrion, Tywin. Which will be Tywin Lannister. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so that will be a major part That's of right. this That's right, okay, season. okay. Now, once you said that, I totally, okay, yeah. And then, yeah, because he stabs the guy in the hand. It was really cool. I mean, a really good scene. Okay, okay. I yeah. loved those two new characters. I, I enjoyed them. I, I don't until we got a full good glimpse of them to... From, but the early... The only complaint I have about that episode is the recasting of Dario. Because they didn't... I like the actor they have playing Dario now. He played Sonny on Tremont. Right. And, and, he, he's, he's, and he's been on Nashville. I like that actor, but they made no efforts at all to make him even look or resemble the other one. Right. And I, but here's the thing, though. I feel like he better captures the swagger that they... Because it, it feels like they wanted that role to not just be the handsome, good-looking guy, but sort of the Han Solo guy. Right. Which is where I'm a dash we, swagger. Well, he Han has Solo. to be somebody that Daenerys would fall for. Right. But I think the other guy was almost like Michael too, Hussein is tight, too good-looking. Yeah, no, he was pretty boy. He wasn't. He didn't have the substance. But they did they at least give him fucking long hair of the same color. So there's like yeah. some consistency. His hairline's different. His hair color's and they different. Maybe Sean Cunning or something. Or yeah, I don't. I don't they yeah. just did not even attempt to make that transition smooth. And so far, they've only recast a few minor players in the show. Yeah, this was a major. And this is a major role. And granted, he was only in a couple episodes of the previous season. But there needed to be something. I wonder if HBO for DVD purposes will maybe like just maybe take reinsert G- him. Yeah, I don't think they will. Yeah, that would be. Pretty I don't cool. think they will. But it does make it harder for a show that's already very complex to do right. that. But um, it, it kind of pissed me off. I almost wish they just would have renamed him a different character or something. Even though that would have sucked. I just it they didn't even attempt. I wanted to see the attempt. So speaking of somewhat complex things, mm-hmm. it's not really that complex if you don't follow it. But. Uh, uh-huh. I, it's actually not complex at all, unless like you're not. Do we have any more TV to talk about, or are we moving to movies? Right, we're moving to movies. I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna. I, I was think. trying to think if there's any more TV. Um, uh, I'm looking at my list right now that I texted you. Oh, Veep. 
Veep is great. See, I have a tape I haven't watched yet. Oh my god. The season three premiere just reminded me how much I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And I really liked the first two seasons, but I feel like the, the, after watching the season three premiere, that, yeah, they found their pacing, they've really hit their stride. They're, one of the main characters gets fired this week, which really upset me. And I'm hoping they'll find a way that that person is not leaving the show, that they will be worked back into the plot somehow. Oh, yeah. Um, and Kevin Dunn is now a main character. Yay! And, I love Kevin Dunn. And he has some wonderful scenes with Julie Louis-Dreyfus this week. And there was a guest character who had a bunch of scenes with Julie Louis-Dreyfus in the premiere, who I'm really hoping we'll, we'll stick back. around, because I okay. really like... He was stupid and inept, but that's kind of how most of the characters are on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary Cole is still not a main character, but he was in the premiere. So hopefully he'll be in a bunch like he was last year. Yeah. Um, but I Veep has, has really found the sweet spot. Oh, and Kathy and Jimmy guest starred in the premiere. Oh, wait, wait, Kathy and Jimmy. Oh, I like her. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. I think yeah, of Kathy Griffin. No, Griffiths, no, Kathy and Jimmy. You are a big King of the Hill fan. You should know who no, Kathy and yeah, Jimmy she's is. Pink, she's Pink Hill. Yeah, and she was Sister Act is where I know her best friend. That one in Veronica's Closet. That's, that's how we. That's how she I plays. Matt Walsh's character. What's Matt Walsh's name on the show? I don't remember. He's the red guy with the mustache. Yeah, I'm becoming he, that guy now. She plays the character's name. She play. I. I. Mike. Yeah, Mike, Mike. Mike. The first episode, Mike's getting married, and that's his bride. She's a reporter. And so the first episode's in two places. Uh, Julia Lee Dreyfus is on the road for a book signing, and Kevin Dunn's with her and this new inept guy. And the rest of the cast is at Mike's wedding. Interesting. I can't wait to watch And kind of shit hits the fan with the whole will the president resign stuff in this first episode. Good, good. Because I... It will not be a background story this season. Just saying. Cool. I love Veep. I love... I mean, I've always loved Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I even watched every episode of New Adventures of Old Christine. For her. And and for a lesser extent, Clark Gregg, who I really like, too. Which will tie into our next segment. Mm -hmm. Awesome transition! That's why I was like, oh, man, he's fucking good. Clark Gregg. I did not. Did you not see that? The transition? Did not that? Well, but it worked out. You should have shut the fuck up and say, "Yeah, I totally." Oh, planned. I did. I, totally I have it all in my head. Because Clark Gregg is Agent Coulson, who's an Agent of Shield. Should we talk about? Even though that's TV, I feel like we Actually, can't talk about Agents of Shield without talking about the movie. But the, 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 I feel like the they thing. go hand in hand. They do, and that's why I said it's somewhat a complex thing because right. no, I honestly no one has done this before with television movies no. that I'm aware of. No. Which is... I think you do one, and then you move to, like, Star Trek Next Generation, yeah. finish their TV run, and then move, move to, to movies. movies. But you don't you know? do both at the same no. time. No. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. Look, here's the thing. Uh, when Thor The Dark World came out, yeah. Marvel's Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like, it's gonna tie in. We're gonna have, like, a crossover thing. Yeah. And they did, and it was completely forgettable and very minor, and, like, you could have blinked and missed it. Like, it just gave us Peter McNichol and as so, Guardian, and you're going, oh, okay. And so when they announced that they were gonna tie into Captain America The Winter Soldier, I scoffed. And... And to be fair, I had not watched the penultimate episode yet, right before the movie. Yes. And I, then I have, and then I did watch that, and then of course the film, and then I watched the one after. And oh my god, they go hand in hand. That yes, is synergy. Like, I know. Like right? you can't believe because uh, you didn't watch. But, I mean, but the best part is, is that Sarah had to do a double take because when she watched Turn, 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 mm-hmm. which is the episode before the penultimate before the Captain no Turn, Turn, Turn is the one after Captain America. Actually, it takes place concurrently. Well, but it aired after. 
What's the one? I thought. What's the one before? Captain I America don't remember Soldier? what it's called. That one though, where it's mm-hmm. just there and uh, and they have the Sam Jackson scene at the end. Yes, mm-hmm. that one. Well, see, that's the thing. It's really they were really showing the trailer, but they really said, "Meanwhile, in Washington right. D.C." I'm just going, "Oh my god!" They showed like a full minute or two of that sequence. Of that scene sequence, yeah, it's so freaking awesome. Did you catch the thing that Sam Jackson uses to cut through the car was used in Shield, and they're like, "That was an experimental thing when they escaped from the bus." Yes. Wasn't that, that wasn't beautiful? Awesome. Yes, yeah, awesome. But what I loved about Turn, Turn, Turn is it kept me guessing the entire hour who was S.H.I.E.L.D. and who was Hydra. Oh, I was yeah. sold that Victoria was Hydra mm-hmm. and that Garrett was S.H.I.E.L.D. and then it flipped. And yeah. I did not see that coming. And then on top of that, when Lord. I'm like, okay, that was pretty brilliant. I'm very happy with this episode. Ward came out of nowhere. I felt a little surprised. I, I'm actually very sad about it because... I could I could deal with May being the un, unintended trader, unintended yeah mar- trader and yeah stuff. she'll be back in Coulson's good graces in a couple oh, of weeks of course but but that was just like oh Ward's my God. thing feels permanent uh, yeah it feels like he can't come back from it because I really racked my brain I mean you could somehow make that he faked killing Victoria but I don't see it how you but could something else to think about too is yeah. that Deathlock in the comic books is a good guy. What if they set that up so it ends with Deathlock? J. August Richardson's Deathlock. Right. What I'm okay. saying is Deathlock becomes part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, whatever's left of it. And then, spoiler alert, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s no more. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen Captain yeah, America for or Turn 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 yet, you yeah. shouldn't be listening to this part of the podcast. Right. But, but that's the whole... I think that, that, that... I mean, it probably won't be, but if they want to take where Ward is not actually... If they kill him you off or write him off... Deathlock might be Ward's replacement? That could way that could be a way to go. I I kind of felt like Ward may not leave the main cast; he would just be the main antagonist, kind of like the uh, uh, Darth Vader of the Empire. So to no, speak. So, not that. Like, no, well, no, what, I, what like, I mean by that is the face of the Hydra that they fight. Yeah, I was thinking like the Good Wife when Carrie went and worked for the prosecutor's office, and he was always faced them in court for a while. Okay. For a couple seasons. Because that's really all I mean by that. I don't mean yeah. like he's the big, big bad, but he's, no, no, but he's he, the face of the big He's bad. the face that they have to fight. Which that's always been my complaint with, I know this is another argument, but that's my complaint with episode one through three is that if you're going to have an ba- like, uh, anonymous mm-hmm. group of bad guys like right. that, you need, you, always, you need a face to the name. Yeah. So like in Captain America, it's the Red Skull. Now in this one, you don't, Red Cap Winter Soldier, you don't know really Oh my god, Winter is. Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie so far, even better than The Avengers. See, I, okay, now see, I... Yeah, man, this is... Because I, I, I love t- political thrillers. I, I do, too. And Robert Redford was amazing, and Sam Jackson had a bigger role was amazing. ScarJo. ScarJo. And I love By the way, she doesn't like that. I'm going to car ScarJo. She doesn't like ScarJo? Does, thinks, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I Unless like you're that. her good friend, her, her best friend. She just says, um, like, don't. She's like, you know what I mean? I don't... Well, I, I, I greatly admire and respect Scar- Johansson, so if she doesn't... No, because like I was calling her that, and I was just like, where did this originate from? Yeah. And she did an interview with somebody, she's like, I hate that. Okay. Unless you're my best friend, I just feel it's disrespectful. Like, I wouldn't just okay. come up to you and was like, hey, fatty bo baddie, what's up? And, and you're like, just because you're a bigger guy, and yeah, it might be That's your real fair. nickname. But it's fair. And I... Oh, no, I do. And but, whatever, you know, but I didn't know people were calling her that, and you were oh, just like... Oh, I've been calling her that Because when we watched the movie, we were like, ScarJo was really good, I really liked her in this. I'm like, ScarJo, what the fuck? You've been calling her that forever. forever. And I'm like, I don't ever remember hearing that. I mean, her, she was amazing in her... Even just as the voice. No, because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, But anyway, so if she wants to be called Scarlett Johansson, I will call her Scarlett Johansson. And I loved the new superhero they introduced in Captain America. Falcon. 
Falcon was awesome. awesome. Badass. Okay, I'm watching with my girlfriend, right? And we were watching the movie. Uh, uh, and I could get the same kind of feeling from you guys, which is, you all know... Okay, did you think at any point Falcon could die? Yeah. Okay, so... Because I didn't know who Falcon was. My, my girlfriend felt the same way, too. So we're watching, and she just seems like, I really like Falcon. I don't want him to die. I'm like... I'm like, just... She goes, you know this. Is he going to die? I'm like... Just well, they the said in that I did watch the Assembling the Universe special, yeah, and it seemed like the plan is to have a rotating group of Avengers, yeah, like the comics. Yeah. So I feel like Falcon will probably be an Avenger in the Avengers too. Yeah. Well, the other thing to remember too, which is pretty neat, is that uh, Falcon is, has been part of Captain America's his yeah. actual cast off and on since the seventies. He started as a Black Portation right. kind of character. But, like, literally, even though... And he became Captain America in Falcon for a bit, even though it was Captain America. Yeah. And then we got renamed Captain America again, but he was always in the background. He's always there. He's, like, a main cast character. And you're just going... Like, I know deep down, I was like, well, unless they decide to go balls to the wall. Because they killed Aaron Zola. Zola's a huge Captain America villain. Really? Yes, because if you watch the first Captain America, remember uh, Captain America... Is that America, uh, Toby's... Toby... Uh, yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's his face? That's in you, the computer now. Yes. Uh, he's Arm Zola in the first movie well, when they find Bucky he's a computer program I feel like he'll resurface but I think so too but uh, it would be cool if they get the because matter of fact the whole camera is a nod to his character in the book because mm-hmm. it's literally like a crane like body with instead of crane it's a computer screen which, yeah. with the face and then the head is that little computer what little I think camera. cracked us both up is my wife was saying between us when we saw the movie yeah and when they finally revealed who the Winter Soldier was she was like <gasps> And I, <laughs> yeah, we were just like, and I was like, they've unmasked him in the trailer. I don't understand how you still don't know nope. who he is. Uh, the my, Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. commercial, last week before the movie came yeah, out, yeah, they, they, they showed Bucky. him unmasked. Yeah. And I was like, how did you not know going in it was Bucky? They but were, didn't she, like, really guess? She guessed, she guessed. <laughs> also, my favorite part of seeing that with you guys was um, the, was the raccoon. Oh, uh, she, she... I call her Morgan Coon as an affectionate nickname. Yeah. She... Uh, she is so psyched for this coon. I, I know it, it's, it's and she loves Chris Pratt too. She likes Parks Rec. And, so. well, and did she like Bradley Cooper? Because Bradley Cooper is eh. the vo- uh, okay. Well, Bradley Cooper is the voice of, of Rocket Raccoon. Right. Yeah. So, but and, but I, I just thought that was like an early. Okay, we got to talk about this because I, this is the uh-huh. first time I ever did anything like this. This is not horribly related to the movie, but yeah, I, I got someone kicked out of the movie theater. Oh yeah, you did. Unintent- well, okay. Didn't even notice I was so involved in the, the movie. movie. Well, okay. Uh, I don't know. It's because of where this, how the seats were laid out in the theater. We were in the very back row, which is fine because we were at the AMC Easton at fourteen hundred Easton Way. I just yeah. made up that address. Sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's code for for the address. Uh, but we're, we're the in the last row, which is fine because actually, I I thought three D was a little. Bit, it popped a little bit more for me, even though I saw it in IMAX. See, I, I, I completely 3D. didn't even notice for most of the movie that it was in three D. So I, but but I, because the problem with 3D in, in general, no matter if it's IMAX or not, you should look at what disc is over there. Um, okay. While you're talking, I, oh. one of those two you would be most interested. Oh, in. Not that one. That one? Oh no, no, the other one. Sorry. <laughs> that one? Yes. I oh, I know. I I got it on Amazon. Okay. Part of the of the pack. I got all three movies. I did too when it was on the yeah. gold box. I can't wait to watch it in 3D. I haven't seen Jurassic Park in 3D oh, shit. yet. What was I talking about? God damn it! You're talking oh, about getting the girl oh, kicked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, sorry. When you watch a movie in 3D, 
um, which is what he showed me Jurassic Park 3D. I'm showing it like you can see it, but you can't. It's I'm Jurassic Park 3D. to watch that. Um, uh, if it's like it was in the theaters, it'll be disappointing. Oh. I'm sorry to say that. Uh, but you have a good sound system, so that'll be good. Okay, anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. So, um... Next place will have a lot better sound system. If you watch anything in 3D, it's going to be a little darker than normal. Slow, very slight. It's very slight, but the, the screen's a lot brighter. The way, so that with the glasses, it looks the way that it was. I was at the angle is that this mm-hmm. girl was looking at her phone, and you're like, "Look, I, yeah. I'm a little, I'm sympathetic towards mm-hmm. the whole. You want to, you're, you're in a conversation with someone, you go to the movie. I don't really support it anymore. I turn my phone off, but um, this girl was looking at her phone, and I'm thinking, okay, this is, uh, this is the opening where he's running. Nothing huge is happening." It's not that distracting. Yeah. Then it gets into Scar, Scar Johansson comes. I want to call her Scar Jo now. You can't. I know, right? Because we don't want to upset her. We Scarlett really like jo, her. Scarlett Johansson picks him up in the car, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just going and still looking at the damn phone. The scene after the, the the tanker is still going on, and they're looking at the fucking phone. And they're fucking talking to each other. Like, so I'm like, okay. See, that's why the opening thing doesn't just say no talking. It says no texting because they don't want the light. No, right. And so I, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I got up and and I, yeah, I, I complained. And they, and the only thing is when they got there, I, I don't know if you were, did you see what I did when I came up? Here's the thing. I had to take the elevator down to the mezzanine or from the mezzanine to the lobby mm-hmm. and then I couldn't take it back up to the mezzanine <laughs> so I had so they had so they could see me no matter what because you know what if they taught and thought it was you that was what I was hoping was because there was nobody else in that back row but uh, us so I was like maybe it's always Morgan or, or Jimmy they won't just go know me but they knew it was me because I'm just there looking at them and you guys didn't know what was going on but did you see me as I walked up I was like like right here <laughs> I was like pointing know. to them they, I was like, where are you going? you need to use the restroom? Are you not feeling well? Yeah, because I was like, I'll be right back. And, and then yeah. they talked amongst each other for a bit, and then they finally got up and left. And I was just like, man... But, like, bad form, people. Anyway. Yeah, it was bad. Very bad form. That was, it, it just pissed me off. No, I, I've never you, done that Justifiably. I've never done that before. Justifiably. So, uh, and, and thus, I got to enjoy the rest of Captain America Winter Soldier in without, peace. Yes. Without, like, that annoyance. But, um... But why would you pay money to see that with that glow? I don't like. What, you're wasting money. It's like, well, it was like thirteen bucks a ticket. Yeah. Why would you waste that money? Thirteen just to ha- fifty. Thirteen because movies people. have gotten fucking ridiculous in prices, which is why it I sit home and watch them on yeah, my fifty-five inch screen. So, but anyway, okay. So Captain America was really awesome. I oh really my loved god, it. and I love, and it was the best episode of Agents of Shield to date as they tied it in. It was, and I really. I really freaking enjoyed it. Oh, you cannot yet pre-order Captain America uh, Winter, Soldier Winter Soldier 3D. Well, you said that you liked it better than the Avengers. I and did. And I, I, the thing is, it's just such a different movie. Well, there are the cool thing about um, the Marvel movies, and they mentioned this in the special yeah. I was talking about, is that they do a political thriller, then they do a sci-fi thing, they do different types of movies. John right. It's not all the same. Uh, now... You, I know you're not a huge Marvel guy. In terms of the comics, you haven't really read a lot of them. Never read did, any of them. Did you catch the... Do you know who Stephen Strange is? Nope. Because remember, they go, uh, this targeting system... Is he Doctor Strange? Yes, From he Fantastic is. Four? He's not Fantastic Four, but he's he's been in Fantastic Four. Okay. I remember, wasn't there a Doctor Strange in Fantastic Four? The movie? I don't yes. think so. Wasn't he the main villain? No, that's Doctor Doom. Oh, Victor Von Doom, Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange is a surgeon up. who 
uh, let's be honest, folks. Stan Lee's a little one note. Uh, he's a doctor who gets his hands ruined, Iron Man, and then he uses his his amazing large mind to instead of learn doctoring stuff to learn spells in the actual mm. plane. Oh, okay. And that's how he. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but I thought that was funny. It's like this targeting system will uh, catch high power threats like Tony Stark. Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, Doctor Strange, or uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Strange. I'm going like, because my dad loved Doctor Strange, and when we saw that, I was just like, oh my god, he. I, I don't think he caught it, um, but they're really setting it up really freaking well in that movie, and it's so in depth how it just sort of weaves in and out. So Doctor Strange is going to be in one of the other Marvel movies. Actually, I thought he. I thought wasn't he one of the shows that's on Netflix? It's Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones. Oh, I didn't think he was one of the Netflix shows. Or maybe not. Maybe that they'll leave because he's part of the Defenders. Is he? Yes, which is part of that group. I wonder if they're going to have him do his own movie and then maybe. See, the only one I'd heard of was Daredevil. Daredevil. Hang on, I'm pulling up the list right now. Uh, and I can confirm what the four are. I'm looking forward to that Marvel after seeing what they've done. I'm really hoping Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets a second season because it's still on the fence. If, if not, I think Netflix might do something with it. I hope so. Because I mean, honestly, I think they could do more the with it. I think they could do more with it. Well, I think I love Clark, Clark Gregg, obviously. And there's, yeah, they're doing Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I've heard of Luke Cage because wasn't he in like a Wolverine story? And Iron Fist. He's been in a lot. He's an Avenger now. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Because the original The Defenders uh, was Iceman, which I know they can't do. Iceman, Iceman was one of the original X-Men. Yes, he was. He was one of the originals of both. I hate to take this, Jimmy. The Marvel Universe is so large. They, 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 everyone's Are there two Icemans? No, there's... Well, but he, so he was an original founding that. member of more than one uh, Marvel group? I think so. Wow. Let me put it this way. When I bought an issue of Godzilla and he fights the Defenders, it's Hercules, uh, Iceman, Angel, Doctor Strange, and uh, there's a girl in there, too, for good measure. Was it Jessica Jones? Might have been. I just, but I find it really funny that, like, you know, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, the other movie we saw, we will mention it real quick but before we uh, wrap this up. I saw um, Perks of Being a Wallflower last week. Well, you did. I, I, did. What, I, what, I loved that, that movie. But yes, that's a fantastic movie. That's a really good movie. We watched Shame last night. That was eh. Eh. But uh, was the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did watch that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was... Would Morgan, my... Nope, she's not. Okay. I was going to say... If... It's Wes Anderson, no talkie? Okay, anyway. I was going to see if my wife wanted to comment on the Grand Budapest Hotel. It's okay. It doesn't surprise me that she declines... Well, mine went... Conscientious objector. Yeah. But I really liked the movie. It was really good. I think it Ralph, was, Ralph it, Fiennes should be nominated for Academy Award. It, it was kind of vying for Best Wes Anderson film. It was really enjoyable. I, I know. And Royal Tannenbaum's, I don't know if it edges that out or not, because Royal Tannenbaum's has been my favorite for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just so good, and I like that it was a smaller cast, because it seemed like that better focused, the, oh, the yeah. plot. Uh, but I, yeah, no, Grand Budapest was very good. I I absolutely I really uh, uh, better than I expected, even. Yes, me too. Because, well, I always love Wes Anderson films, but um, I liked it way better than Moonrise Kingdom, and I really liked Moonrise Kingdom a lot. I thought Moonrise Kingdom was pretty good. I think it was not it was as funny, better. quirky. It was funny. But like, usually there's a lot more mm. quirkiness going on. I think it felt very like he was trying to be. Way more mature. It felt to me like it was short and not a lot happened. 
I only saw Moonrise Kingdom about a month ago for the first time. And that's that's what I thought of it. I, I, I liked it, but it felt short and underdeveloped to me. Okay. Um, yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox is the only one of Wes Anderson movies I've seen that I haven't really liked. See, I don't get that. I, I love that movie. Really? Like, I Maybe I need to see it again. Okay, because I, I don't know. Like, I just remember, like, it's we Okay, I just remember going, well, this is, even for a Wes Anderson film, really weird. Mm-hmm. And um, I I like it. Yeah. But uh, it's, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't think it was horrible. Oh, I um, I don't know, man. I, I just, don't know. Yeah. So. I don't know either. So, yeah. All right, yeah. Orphan Black next Saturday. Check it out. Next Saturday. Season two. Yeah. Uh, there, did you see tonight? There's a special called The Clone Versation recapping season one. Okay. It's airing right now as we record this. I see. All right, well, you know what? Well, let's, let us let us partake of in the, the Clone Versation. Da da bum. Something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that?